Doom 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 This is the Running the Narrow Path podcast, episode number 67. A new GPS watch. Hello everyone. It is uh, Sunday evening, Sunday the 18th of September. Uh, it's around 6.30 in the evening. Uh, and it's quite a nice evening. It's no wind. All the leaves are perfectly still on the trees. Some of them are just beginning to turn yellow. Most of them are still green though. Uh, the temperature this evening is around uh, uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 degrees Celsius. Perfect running weather. The only thing with running in the evenings these days is that the daylight doesn't last long enough. The sun sets around 7.30, I think. Uh, which is... Uh, which is a bit sad. We're going... Going towards uh, towards uh, autumn much too quickly. Uh, yeah, so let me start with apologizing for not podcasting in such a long time. I, uh, I don't have anything to say in my defense. <laughs> just say that I'm sorry. I did record a few weeks ago. Uh, must, must have been three weeks ago. I was... My long run was supposed to be 37 kilometers following the Galloway Marathon Training Program. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't do 37, though. It turned out to be... Well, it was an overcast uh, afternoon, and I sat out on a, on a long run. And already on the first kilometer, it started to rain, just a little a thin rain, and I thought I'd be fine. And then uh, it rained for the whole run. And it was uh, at one point a very heavy rain shower that came down. And uh, <laughs> I tried to keep the spirit up, but after a while I was cold and 
and wet, absolutely soaked and very miserable. So I turned towards home and ended up with 27 kilometers for that run, which isn't too bad, I guess, but it was a bit disappointing uh, since I was aiming for another 10. Uh, yeah, in that recording that uh, yeah, it, it feels a bit out of place to upload that now because I was talking a lot about an upcoming marathon which I've already done last Saturday so I think I'll be talking about that marathon marathon from uh, this perspective or this point of view after the race instead of yeah, before the race as was the case in in my last recording that turned out as miserable as I did so don't really want to share that it's more fun to share uh, positive uh, enthusiasm than uh, than cold wet miserable running thoughts uh, yeah, that uh, rainy run was the final thing that made my old Garmin 305 uh, die, more or less. So I've had that GPS watch for many years and I've been very, very happy with it. Been a great watch and had so much fun with it and it's uh, well we've been through a lot of runs together and it's sad to to see it go really but uh, never mind actually it started on my started to die slowly <laughs> on my trip to the US last fall where I, when I was stupid enough to to pack it in the checked-in luggage, and here's a a fan for uh, for drying the the harvest. So I'll keep quiet for a while. It's kind of noisy. Yeah. So I was foolish enough to to pack the, the Garmin and some other stuff as well in my checked-in luggage and since uh, custom went through everything they uh, kind of ruined the watch um, so that the buttons, the on-off button and the other one next to it, it came off they were still in, in the little bag or the little 
uh, back where I kept the, uh, the watch. And I fixed that with some duct tape. They also managed to to bend the, the, the band, the wristband, or the armband, well, yeah, the band that holds the watch onto your arm. Uh, so that broke, but that was replaced with another one that I bought on Walmart. It worked just, just fine. Uh, and I've been using the 305 over the year and uh, haven't really had any trouble with it until for the last couple of weeks uh, or after the rainy run actually I guess the duct tape didn't really prevent water from entering the watch so uh, I charged it and it was fine. I went for at least one run and then I charged it again and the next day it was empty. So I charged it again and made it it uh, successfully started the watch and uh, figured out since I had this marathon planned for last Saturday I figured that I could uh, yeah okay sorry some some people there uh, it kept me quiet uh, yeah I figured that for the marathon I could if I charged the 305 took it directly from the charger and went to the race it would last for the <laughs> for the time needed to complete the race but uh, the, the evening on Friday evening when I was uh, trying to to set the watch and to empty the memory and I charged it and uh, none of the buttons worked. I couldn't see the history, I couldn't scroll between pages, I couldn't, do, couldn't start it, couldn't do nothing. I left it in the charger overnight and on Saturday morning before the race was the same thing. The watch didn't work. <laughs> so, and I can run without a watch, I guess, but for a race and for that long distance, I uh, thought I'd be I'd be better off if I knew that I wasn't running too fast anyway. So uh, I ended up following the run meter app and uh, but I couldn't, couldn't check that uh, that easily. 
Well, I checked it every every third or so walk break, which gave me information enough to to keep my pace where I wanted. So, uh, but I missed the watch, so I. Uh, Sorry guys, I have to interrupt what I'm talking about and tell you that I see a moose on a field, oh, it's quite far away, it's lying on a field. Yeah, I'm glad it's at a distance. I've become <laughs> not afraid, but quite aware of moose um, since the one that uh, chased me in our backyard some time ago. So now it's behind some trees, I can't see it. Uh, it will appear shortly. I guess while I'm turning, the road I'm on is turning here, but uh, I still, oh, it's getting up. They are uh, quite big animals, really. And there was a hawk of, of some kind flying uh, uh, overhead here. Yeah. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll get back to whatever I was talking about. Um, yeah, after, I think it must have been the day after the race, I uh, went online and, or, ordered a new um, GPS watch, watch and I went for the Garmin Forerunner 230. I read some reviews about it and thought that it's probably a watch that suits my needs. The watch can do a lot of stuff that I don't really have the need for. On the other hand, hey, on the other hand, I can do a lot of stuff that the watch can't measure. So, read about a number of, of watches but uh, don't really want a touch screen, I think. It's a bit difficult when wearing gloves in the winter time, I think. And I thought about the 235 with, with the heart rate monitor the, measured in the wrist, but uh, uh, I don't think I have that much use for it. 
not really interested in my heart rate all the time. I can wear a, a chest strap for the for the times when I want to to use it. Uh, and also when running in the cold temperatures I often put my watch over my jacket and then I guess the the heart rate won't work anyway so yeah it was the 2.30 that was left uh, and at a dinner party last week I sat next to a guy who had um, he had a, a, a 2.35 and we talked about his talked about that and I then was convinced that, that it was the 2.30 I wanted so this run guys is is the first run with my new GPS watch which is kind of interesting uh, interesting to see if the kilometer beeps occur in the same spots as they used to and if my runs my usual runs will be the same distance not that it is very important but since this is a newer watch I, I figure this one would be more accurate perhaps yeah so let me talk about the marathon I did it's a local marathon in Venezborg our neighboring city and uh, I ran it. They have a half marathon and a, and a full marathon and a 10k race as well. I've done the half uh, a few times and I did the full as a training run for the uh, for the Athens three years ago. So I figured I could do it. I had for this for that weekend I had a long run of 40, 41, yeah, something like that, kilometers scheduled. And was probably gonna run, try for that. Uh, anyway, so figured if I participated in the race, I didn't have to carry the water. And also, my daughter's boyfriend has been training and wanted to do a marathon and uh, actually wanted that for as his birthday present so we um, signed him up paid for the, the entry fee and as it turned out his dad and his uncle was also running the marathon so um, we had, uh, okay, so what's happening on my watch? Oh, there was a kilometer mark. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, while we <laughs> talked and hang, hanged out together before the race and at the start line and then it was more or less everyone uh, on his own, I guess. At least I was because I was the slowest runner of us. Uh, and before this race, I, I was thinking, I was trying to come up with a strategy. Uh, the race is held on bike, uh, some roads and bike, bike roads and uh, park tra trails um, along Vernon, our biggest lake. And uh, it's kind of a nice... It's, it's fairly flat. There are some small ups and downs that seem to be steeper uh, for each lap, but uh, it, it's fairly flat. Uh, yeah, a strategy. I was just trying to come up with a strategy for for performing the race and I figured that I could do it's five laps did I say that yeah it's five laps each lap is just over eight kilometers <clears throat> and considering the training I have done or haven't done <laughs> and the long runs that I well the 37 the wet and cold one that I didn't get get in, I figured that I'd start the race and I will have no prob problem to DNF after the fourth lap not completing the fifth lap. That was the distance that I felt that I was capable of doing without problems or without major problems. Uh, for the first half, I was doing really good. And I was keeping, keeping an even, even pace that I was quite satisfied with. Uh, but on the, on the fourth lap, I did slow down quite a bit. And I was trying to make up my mind what to do when coming in after the fourth lap. And when I entered the finish area, uh, my family was there cheering and <laughs> telling me I looked good, so I figured, why not give it a try then? And so I set out on the fourth lap. I, I had been doing a two-to-one run-walk for, for the entire race so far. Then I switched it to a one-to-one. -one. 
for the last lap or actually I think I switched to one to one to one uh, even before I came in on the on the after the fourth lap uh, yeah well I completed the fifth lap too and uh, it was painful though I have to say that but as I could understand it it wasn't any dangerous pain it was muscle soreness mostly no uh, no other strange pains or injuries occurring so I I tried to to carry on really and managed to to finish in five hours twenty nine minutes and two seconds which is great I'm so happy with that this is though this was only my third marathon and it was my slowest one, but uh, <coughs> considering that I haven't been doing my homework properly, I'm really, really pleased with the outcome. Yeah, before the race and when I failed to do the 37, kilometer long run I kind of uh, gave up on on a fall marathon in southern Europe but uh, doing this marathon gave me some confidence back so it's still on I haven't signed up but it's still on and I hope I can uh, can keep my training going now and and even build myself up a little bit so yeah we'll see about that uh, what else yeah I haven't been talking to you since I went back to work after my three months leave of absence period I think so yeah, I'm back to work. Not really happy about that. I really, really enjoyed my freedom. But uh, it's nice to have a salary again. During my free period, I didn't do much, really until until uh, July May and June was mostly just improvising working in the vegetable garden and greenhouse and nothing nothing special and then in the beginning of July I 
got the idea that it would be fun to to have a, a deck attached to our house. So I started to toy with that idea and uh, my family was very enthusiastic so I uh, I started the, the project and uh, yesterday I finished the, the last uh, floorboards on that and uh, it's now the fence or yeah call it a fence I guess around because it's quite high so you could uh, actually well it wasn't wouldn't be fun to drop over the edge fall over the edge there so there's gonna be a fence around it and I haven't really decided what design to make so um, I have a few ideas and I'm gonna sit down and draw them up and see what they looks like before I decide how to how to do it uh, yeah well the spending time on the deck season is almost over but it'd be great to to have it for uh, for the years that will follow, I guess. Uh, I guess I haven't told you about the earlier long run that I did. Uh, the, uh, ended up with 32 kilometers. Must be a month or month and a half back I was really busy with working on the deck and other stuff that came up so I couldn't, couldn't do it on the on the weekend then I decided that I could finish a little earlier and run home from work and that is uh, probably two uh, probably 20 kilometers 25 and since I needed a bit more I started with a warm-up lap around Venusborg where I work and uh, went back to my work, refilled my water bottles. I did a 10k loop and then went back to refill my water bottles at work and then I headed for, for home. It went rather well up until 25 kilometers or so and then my nose started to bleed so I walked for a, I walked for a, yeah quite a long time quite a few kilometers before that stopped 
and I was ready to call my wife to be picked up at the nearby mall where I was soon to end up after walking a little further and then and I felt fine again and kept on running so that's the great I think it's usually difficult to find roads for the longer distances probably because I'm not used to them and don't have any good loops uh, measured up so running home from work it's uh, it's not so bad my well, the people at work think I'm crazy, but uh, yeah, some, quite a few of them are runners, but none of them are, are marathoners, I don't think, not yet. So, going for a long run over the half marathon distance is uh, not something that they are used to and for the other people that aren't runners they don't really understand why we do this and I remember one time when I had been out just I'm gonna walk for a bit even though it's not a walk break uh, yeah, I remember one time when I had been out in the evening and just did three kilometers or something, three and a half I think it was, just over two miles then, and I came, we talked about, well running came up, uh, during uh, our lunch or coffee break or something and I said I'd been out running and I said I, r I ran three and a half kilometers and they didn't believe me <laughs> probably because I usually do or they think that I always do longer runs than that so they said, stop joking and tell us how far did you run? And I said, yes, I, I ran three and a half kilometers. <laughs> and I wish now, now I wish that I had done those shorter runs more often during the summer, just leaving the deck and other work behind for just a short period of time to get out, stretch my legs a bit, not really care, and don't re not really care whether it was a proper training run, following the plan, or anything. Just just getting out, uh, and that's a, 
discipline that I will practice or try to to adopt for from now on <laughs> so there I said it I'm gonna run more often just for the just for the fun of it so what else can I update you on uh, the electric cello perhaps uh, my daughter plays it quite a lot and it's so fun I'm so pleased and amazed that I could accomplish a cello that actually is possible to make music out of uh, and she's playing it quite a bit she has a few and she also borrows a few um, effect pedals to make the sound or to experiment with the sound I guess to come up with a sound that she likes and I'm happy to report that the electric cello is actually going on tour this autumn as a school project my daughter and her two friends and the band their band indigo is going on tour for a few just a few concerts but, and the electric cello is coming along for that that's fun I think well, it's a beautiful evening I'm entering I'm entering the city or the edge it's gonna follow the edge of the city and then go back towards home I've done uh, almost seven kilometers and I'm not really used to the layout of the windows or the displays on on the uh, watch but I'll get used to it it's fairly easy to read the numbers I think I wonder if I could even read it without my glasses no, that's difficult. <laughs> yeah. Guess I could run without glasses, but I see that I see the road and where I put my feet better with them. And also it also makes me able to read the watch. Uh, yeah. I've been playing around with the watch a little bit. Uh, programming all the different things that I well, that you put in your weight and your age and stuff uh, tried different options tried the heart heart rate monitor chest strap just to see that it worked and uh, yeah I think it's wise to check out when you buy new stuff 
check out that it is in order, everything's working properly, uh, just when you receive it. I didn't do that, I bought a, a transformer that I'm going to use for a hot wire foam cutter that I built. And I didn't try it out, and because the foam, the hot wire foam cutter board or bench or tool wasn't ready. So when finally I was going to try it, the transformer didn't work. So I called called the shop and they told me to send it back, so I did. I did. I hope I get a new one, a replacement, even though it took some time after the buy. Not some people here. Yeah, when I called the shop and said that the transformer isn't working, it's supposed to turn on a red light and well, they're supposed to come out 12 volts from the from the socket there, and it didn't. And it has a overload um, security shutoff thing. And then you're supposed to, if it overloads, you're supposed to wait for five minutes and turn it on. It will reset itself. And I waited for. A long time and turn it on and it didn't come on anyway so it must be fa faulty anyway when I called the shop and said it isn't working the girl that I spoke with asked me have you have you checked that the drive belt hasn't come off and I was kind of and didn't know what to say. Uh, but then I told her that there are no drive belts or no belts at all on a transformer. So maybe she didn't understand what product I had, had bought or misunderstood me or something. Yeah, anyway, if they send me a new one, I'll be I'll be quite happy again. Yeah, the reason I built a hot wire foam cutter is that since the electric cello is going on tour, it needs a case that my daughter can carry it between the concerts and my plan is to build a case for it, but that will probably take some time. So, in the meantime, I thought that she can carry it in her ordinary cello case. But since the electric cello is uh, is thinner, it, I figured I could cut a, a cushion or a, 
pillow or uh, yeah from from uh, foam and, and put in uh, the bottom of the case and then put the electric cello on top that cushion would fill out the, the space and make the, the electric cello rest in the right position in the case I think and you can cut foam with a knife or a blade from a, from a saw but it gets really messy because of the foam things little things that flies all over and get static magnetic and and catch on to everything so I'm gonna give this a try I've never done it before but from what I understand it will, will work rather fine we have had really good luck we've been really fortunate I should say with the vegetables this year uh, except for the peas that were eaten by the deer we had lots and lots of beans we had lots and lots of tomatoes never had such a good year for tomatoes before I think I've I've lost count a little bit, but I think I've harvested almost 50 cucumbers. Uh, over 40 anyway. Uh, and we've had lots of very nice squash or zucchinis. What else? Potatoes, yeah. Potato lots of very good potatoes. Our salad wasn't really good though. So we haven't eaten much of that. Spinach was fine. Radishes. Not very many, but very tasty. So it's been a good year. And it's it's a lot of fun to, to see because it takes uh, some time to plant and water and take care of everything but when you can harvest and eat your own vegetables that's a lot of fun and they've been oh, oh, a tiny little lizard uh, on the path here it's called uh, we call them a copper copper snake it's a lizard without legs so it's it's rather snake like but it's not dangerous at all One evening last week, well, 
think it must have been on Monday or maybe Tuesday, my dad uh, visited and worked on our, on our deck while I was at work. And in the evening afterwards I was cleaning up, putting the tools inside and it became dark so I went inside and put my head torch on to see what I was doing. And I was walking just beside the deck in the house, cleaning up and turned my head down into the, our backyard and I was surprised by a badger probably not more than 10 meters away from me and he didn't seem to mind the head torch light so we watched it or he didn't I watched him he didn't pay attention to me he ate some apples fallen apples and looked for worms or beetles or whatever they eat and then I turned my head towards another apple tree and there was another badger so we had two of them in our backyard at the same time I finished my work there putting in the the tools and things inside and then I went went into the house and I went back out on the onto the deck and watched one of the badgers was still there and I watched him or her for quite some time I'm not really fond of having them in my in my garden but uh, so far, they haven't done much damage. Okay, so now when I get back home, <laughs> uh, I have to figure out how to, how to, I've been using, uh, uh, I forgot what it's called. Yeah, the, on my computer I have this uh, program where I download my uh, runs to keep track of everything. Uh, it's called uh, I forgot. Anyway, I have to figure out how to connect this watch with with that program. Should work, I'm sure. And there's the Garmin Connect. I think I'll have to figure that out. See if that's something that I can can use or like. <sighs> Probably gonna miss my 305 for, for some time until I get used to this one. 
Oh yeah, there is another thing that I wanted to tell you, and that is that this podcast now has a Facebook page. So if you just uh, search for running the narrow path, it should come up if you're interested. haven't really decided how to use the Facebook page yet. We'll probably, for now, just mirror the blog site. Because the blog site will still be the, the hub around which this podcast turns with the iTunes and the everything, yeah. So, but uh, for some of you, maybe the Facebook page will be an easy way to check out whenever there's a new episode. You're welcome to like that page if you want to. Uh, I will probably uh, continue to just send send a note on Daily Mile that there's a new episode out or if you're subscribed maybe they'll just pop up in your listening device anyway I don't know for some time I used Twitter also and posted there but I'm I'm off Twitter I can say I haven't used it for years probably if there's anyone out there depending on a on a shout out or a tweet that there's an epi- new episode of my podcast let me know and I'll keep the Twitter account and the routine of posting there but if no one's interested I will not bother but the Facebook page might be a a place for interaction we'll see how it develops Oh, it's a beautiful evening. It's now when the sun is down. It's it's not dark yet, but it's getting darker. If I was running in the woods, it would probably be a bit difficult to see where I'm going. But I'm on the bike path and there's plenty of light still. The street lights are not on yet and they're not needed. Uh, the air is uh, well there's a smell of autumn in the air it's crisp rich of oxygen and uh, really great I can't think of anything more to to talk about so I'll say bye bye for now and we'll uh, I'll be in touch in not too long, I hope.
Take care, everyone. And see you later. Bye-bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at runningthenarrowpath.blogspot.com If you want to get in touch, send an email to krister.wson at gmail.com or post a comment on the show notes site. On Daily Mile, I'm Krister W. And Sport tracks. <laughs> Sport tracks is the, the running log thing that I'm using on my computer. Sport tracks. <laughs> the intro music for this podcast is Lost My Way by Matthew Abel. Information about the artist and his music is available at www.matthewabel.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>